Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast. My name is Derek, and I am one of your co-hosts. And don't forget it, this is the ultimate and number one One Piece podcast on the internet. So today I have with me my two co-hosts, Amanda and Whitney. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm swell. How are you? I am doing just capital. Whitney, how are you today? I am finer than frog hair split three ways. Okay. All right. This is how we're starting it right off the bat. Whatever. Fine. Well, you fuck ask. It. It's accurate. It's an accurate description. Ex- please explain to me. I need you to elaborate then. Okay. Well, if you're fine. What kind of fine? fine right? Like, like, like I, like I'm okay. Or like, I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. Fine. Like, look at me. I'm fine. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm, like I'm, a par- like a parking ticket. I'm doing well, you know, yeah, um, okay. but you know, if you think about how much hair a frog has, think about it. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the breed of frog we're talking here. Well, I don't know. But I would imagine they probably have different amounts of hair per frog. There is, you know, I used to, I, I know quite a bit about animals um, in the science world. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and talk about it at school and stuff, but like there is a breed or breed, a species of frog that has hair. And I think it may be a toad, but either way, it has hair. But Call the T-Rex. Think about the majority of frogs. They don't have hair, right? So you would think that a frog would have very fine, thin hair. Mm-hmm. And if it's split three ways, it's super fine, right? So I am finer than that. That's how fine I am. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? There's that movie Sand where the sand like eats people. And like when they zoom in, there's like the little fine tingly winglies that are coming out of the sand like eat you that's the scientific term the tingly the tingly winglies (laughs) tingly winglies it's it's in the dictionary okay look it up my my kid has a classmate that says when he when something bothers him he's got the hippie jibbies the hippie jibbies yeah yeah okay fair enough anyway let's move on to the most exciting part of this episode we have a special guest with us. Annabelle, how are you today? I am fantastic and so excited to be here with you guys. <laughs> I'm really excited for you to be here as well. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, no so, problem. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle, I just got to ask you right off the bat. So I know you've been watching One Piece I just want to hear what your thoughts are. Like favorite characters, what characters do you hate? Favorite moments? What do you what are you thinking so far of of this show? Okay. Um so I wasn't going to expose myself, but I think I should because I think I deserve an award for okay. this shit. Oh shit. What'd you do? Yesterday, I was on episode 7. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I binged. I didn't skip any episodes. I didn't read anything to catch up. I binged all the way from episode eight to episode 35 from yesterday. Nice job. (laughs) That's awesome. I think, I don't, let's see. So what is that like? A lot of fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's almost 30, that's almost 30 episodes in a, in barely yeah. a day. Yeah, that's yeah. Even at my peak binging, I don't think I ever got quite that many. I think the most I got was like 20 in a day. So yeah, I think you beat me on that. Did you sleep last yeah. night? 
I did. I just went to bed at one o'clock in the morning, but <laughs> yeah. Um, the sacrifices. An expert procrastinator here. So yeah. Because like, I know you were texting me during episode one and then like after that, I did not hear anything from you. I was like, I'm curious if she, like, I'm just curious what she's thinking. <laughs> I wasn't watching anything. <laughs> I wanted to text you all day yesterday because there were points where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but I was like, he's gonna know. <laughs> I was I was curious. Yeah, I was curious. <laughs> so so what are you thinking so far? Um, I actually really enjoy One Piece. And y'all know I'm not a big anime person, animation type things. It just doesn't grasp my attention. But I actually really like this. I think it's such a hard, it's so hard to pick a favorite character. Because they're all great. Besides Nami, I can't stand the bitch. Yes, <laughs> validation. I can't Thank stand you. the bitch, man. Right. <laughs> man, this podcast just fucking hates Nami. <laughs> That's awesome. That just cracks me up so much. Let's just change the logo of her picture with a big, like, you know, the no smoking sign with the red circle and the cross across it. That's going to be our podcast logo. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it later. Yes. Uh, Amanda, get on that. <laughs> I hate her, man. Oh, and I will go into why I hate her later on. But okay. I think I'm, I'm stuck between luffy and zoro being my favorite yeah see i figured it was probably going to be luffy because you said whenever you texted me about episode one that he was exactly like me <laughs> okay was... don't don't flatter yourself Derek. <laughs> <laughs> i did say that luffy is a lot like you in the overconfidence <laughs> aspect <laughs> he is very much like you i have say, never thought of that before but you were so right that was before yes. how much ass he could kick and now it's like <laughs> is he though <laughs> hey i back my shit up okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i luffy i just love how some of the things he says is just so fucking random and it makes me laugh out loud out of nowhere. And then Zoro's just fucking hot, man. I don't oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank I've you. only ever been attracted to one other anime character, and that's Riku from Kingdom Hearts. But Zoro, like, I don't know what <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's the swords. I don't know, but he fucking does it for me, man. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I'm glad we can all agree on that here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite line from Luffy is still in the kitchen with Patty when he's he's talking about the broken dishes or whatever. He's like, you know what? I forgot to count. <laughs> like, <laughs> I laughed over that line multiple times. That was so fucking funny. But yeah, I do I do love Luffy. He's just so beautifully naive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Clueless yeah yes so what do you have any favorite moments thus far annabelle like any or even favorite like villains or anything like that or side characters i'm just curious favorite villains um i kind of fuck with uh 
what we just watched, Arlong. I fuck with him. He's pretty cool. Okay. Um. Oh, I really liked in the very first couple episodes the what's the what the fuck was her fucking name? The big the Alvida. Big, Alvida. Yes. When, <laughs> when he was talking to the guy, the what was the other kid's name? That I binge so much that it's all running together. I can't remember names. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> when he was talking to him, and then she busts in, and he's like, "Hey, Kobe, who's this fat? Whatever he said, I busted. <laughs> I lost the, my shit. Who's the fat lady? Yeah, that was yes, <laughs> I lost my shit. Oh my god. Oh man, yeah, it's so a, funny it's a spot. <laughs> Well, I'm really glad that uh, you have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her face. She is fronting. She is like, what the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> She's been sitting here on the sidelines just watching okay, she, y'all this whole time. She got tired of it. Yeah. She wanted to be on camera. <laughs> she, uh, Whenever I'm home, ever since I've gotten pregnant, whenever I'm home, she doesn't really leave my side. So oh, she's protective. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's, That's good. Yeah. So we got other news this weekend that was pretty big. We got a trailer release for the first season of the live action One Piece. And Fuck I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for it. Um Same. I kind of I kind of did some looking because I actually saw an episode list this morning and they're doing eight episodes for the first season. So they're squeezing all of this into eight episodes. That's a lot. I know. So it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. So any, uh, any initial thoughts on this trailer? I was so excited to see it. And, you know, just because we've been watching it for so long now and then seeing something that I'm now, I guess I would consider myself a fan of to see it be turned into a live action is really exciting. Um, I think it looks cool. I know it's going to look, you know, the CGI might not be up to par, but also (laughs) it's like, it's kind of okay with me because it's Mm -hmm. such a fantastical world and um, it's silly. It makes no sense. Um, When I first saw Zorro, um, hello, if you guys have not watched this trailer, you need to go watch it now. (laughs) like it's just Luffy kind of like talk I can't remember if it's a voiceover or if he's actually talking but he's in the courtyard where he first finds Zoro tied up by the Marines right was it the Marines mm-hmm. that yeah. tied him up oh and, yeah um <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I know exactly what you talk about yeah. <laughs> and then it just like he's in the background but he's blurry you can just see like the green hair and it focuses in on him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I had such a reaction to that. I was like, oh, yeah. And then we were talking about it, like we were chatting about it. And Amanda mentioned about his his mouth sword, right? And I was like, I didn't catch that. So I had to go back and look. And you can see a split second of him fighting with his swords. And he has one in his mouth. And I, ugh, I just, mm-hmm. come on, right? And he's so got the three earrings. Yes. Oh yeah. The guy looks so good. The actor looks so good as Zoro. Like I think I the costumes looked really good in the yeah. in the show. Like I'm really excited yeah. for it. The guy playing Luffy looks like Luffy to me. <laughs> like he just looks like him. And um I saw was it some one of you all maybe sent 
the picture to our group chat or something, or it could have just been on Twitter, but there's a picture of the cartoon characters with the live action actors recreating that same picture. Mm -hmm. Like they're in the same spots. I think that was Amanda. Wait, yeah, that picture was so cute and adorable and they did it so well. And you could really see like the characters starting to be embodied in the actors, I thought. I just yeah. thought that was a really neat thing to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get that for sure. I'm really excited. So something that I heard this morning, which I don't know, I will expand on this later when we get to to that point. So there's there's manga canon, there's anime canon, and then there's SBS canon. So basically in the SBS is it's someone ask it's someone asking Oda a question and his answers to those questions about one piece are are canon and so i don't remember exactly what the question was but essentially oda said that there was someone big that zoro fought prior to meeting luffy and we have yet to see that fight because it wasn't in the manga it wasn't in the anime but there is speculation that in the trailer that Zoro is fighting the guy in red, that that is the person that he was referring to in this SBS. So we might get like a whole new Zoro fight with someone that we've never met before. Hmm. And that would be absolutely awesome. And like I said, I'll kind of go into that more once we get to the point where I can kind of reveal who that person is related to, which is not too terribly far away. Like we should be able to get to it prior to <clears throat> the show coming out. Um, I'm I'm thinking so. Anyway, I I'm really looking forward to it. Amanda, Annabelle, did you have any other thoughts on on uh, the the live action trailer? It looks good. Um, I wasn't expecting it to come out so soon, which is nice that it is coming out soon. So we have another thing to watch, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Sanji can get it too. <laughs> yeah, actor. Oh my oh. god. Yeah, yeah, he could totally. I'm I'm curious. I want to see how they do the heart eyes that Sanji gets. I'm. Oh, I want to see. Yeah. The, <laughs> I want to see we'll, that we'll live action. We'll get into action. that about this little section of episodes here, but that was happening far too often for my taste. Gag. I, I know. I know exactly how they're going to do it. They're going to put heart sunglasses on him. That's exactly what they're going to do. You just have to put them on every three seconds. Yeah, just every thirsty as hell. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, but I. I've been kind of nervous about this live action show just because of the fact I've seen other shows that are good cartoons that get transferred into live action and it just never turns out well. The thing I think that gives me hope for this one is one, I think the actors portray the characters very well. And like you can tell from the pictures and stuff of them that they're really enjoying playing these characters and like they're all in on the personifications and stuff. But also, it's got Oda's seal of approval. Like, I know he has been a consultant on the show as well. And so that says a lot to me, too, that the creator of of One Piece is even all in on this show. Like, I, that gives me more faith than anything else. It's just the fact that he approves of it. I think if he didn't, then that would be a huge red flag. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we... You know, we'll kind of see where the show goes uh, to the listeners, uh, depending on how it's going and how, where we are at in the review, in our review process, then we might do a 
large episode of a bunch of you know with a few guests on or something like that talking about uh the live action and what we think of it and stuff like that so we might have some fun with that uh we've kind of been discussing a little bit we'll just have to see where it goes we're gonna have to make sure there's no spoilers for for our first time watchers but i don't think there's there uh there's going to be i i think we'll be safe in in that area based off of everything that i'm seeing so anything else on the live action before we move on to our actual episodes (laughs) (laughs) no okay so listeners last week toward the end of the episode i talked about how in episode 31 Oda changed his writing to start writing for the long haul. And I got to say, like, right off the bat, he starts tossing stuff in there. And I absolutely loved it. Um, But I want to hear from my co-hosts who are hearing all this for the, or, you know, watching these episodes for the first time, for sure. What did you all think of these episodes? Um, I really liked this (laughs) section of it as much as we, you know, most of us don't enjoy Nami. <laughs> um, the this whole section was really good. Um, very action packed, but not not in a I'm trying to think of the right word. Not like fighting action style, but mm-hmm. like just there was a lot going on, and it all tied into the same story cohesively. And yeah. I didn't think that any one episode was lacking in material at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Annabelle, what do you think? Um, so <laughs> we all fucking hate Nami, but <laughs> these five episodes were really mainly about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think we needed that. Cause I think we needed to see some of her backstory, mm-hmm. even if it was kind of tugging us back and forth the whole time. Like, is she a piece of shit? Is she not a piece <laughs> of shit? I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. Something I've noticed throughout watching, especially throughout my binge yesterday, um, there's like this really big fight with a villain that they'll make last for like four or five episodes. Yeah. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, we're still at this scene. We're still Mm -hmm. in this like beach. Mm -hmm. We haven't moved further into the village or anything. Like with uh, Claudor and they were like on the hill for like Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I I was watching one really long fucking episode. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you watch it back to back like that. It feels like that. It definitely yeah. does. For yeah, sure. that was that was tough. Yeah, I definitely should have been more responsible and spaced out my viewers because <laughs> you definitely get fatigue. <laughs> watching one, like watching it all together and getting being in the same spot for a while just because of the pacing of the show, which is actually kind of interesting to me because I do agree that there are certain things that take a while in One Piece, but compared to other anime, it actually moves at a, at a decently fast pace. Like that's kind of just an anime thing that they stretch shit out. Like a, a lot of shows do that. And I think One Piece's pacing has been pretty good for the, for the most part. There's a few times where it's not, but uh, it's been pretty pretty quick compared to a lot of anime I've seen for sure. But uh, Whitney, what were your thoughts on these episodes? 
Um, I agree with what they've said. Um, as much as we don't like her, it's interesting to see where she came from, why she's doing what she's doing. And I feel like we're getting closer to that. Um, you know, why she's so obsessed with getting treasure, I think is, has kind of been answered to this point. Um, it's interesting to see that she has a family and she has a home. Um, and I know in this first episode in the set, you know, I like the lore. I like the backstory, mm -hmm. and the, the story of, of this universe, I guess you could say. And so they talk just a little bit about the powers that control the grand line. And I thought that was very interesting. And, you know, they name dropped uh, Hawkeye, which we've been introduced just for a little bit. And I thought that was interesting. So I feel like we're getting closer to the grand line. We're getting there and I'm excited to get to that point. Um, but this, this whole section, I think felt like a whole new chapter to me. It didn't mm -hmm. feel super connected and not in a bad way. It just felt like we're starting something new here, mm -hmm. right? We're moving on from the restaurant where we were at for a while and we've got, I guess, not a cohesive crew because they're not all together, but we've, we've got them all going towards the same place and the same goal. Um, and we've, we've expanded our numbers a bit because we just had Sanji join and I forgot Usopp was there but then he, there he was and he's forgetful it's okay <laughs> yeah I <laughs> fucking hate he, Usopp he gave, he gave Nami a run for her money these yeah. episodes I'm sorry to say but um I really like seeing you know they introduce a lot of new characters um like new ways of life a new island um, so I, I just really enjoyed that. It wasn't like Amanda said, it wasn't just fighting, fighting, fighting. Um, but it was a good story mm -hmm. to watch. Yeah. It just, I'm just going to go ahead and interject now real quick and just say, anytime we want to give the piece of shit award to Usopp, I am all on board. Like, let's just do it. I, I don't care if it's every week. Like we'll name the award <laughs> after him. <laughs> he and Nami can duke it out every, every week. Exactly. There we go. We'll just flip a coin and just call it good. Yeah. Um, so are we ready to dive into episode 31? Let's do it. Okay. Luffy, Sanji, and Yosuku sail toward Arlong Park, and Yosuku fills the other two in on Arlong, a fishman from the Grand Line who is sent to the East Blue by Jinbei, one of the seven warlords. Luffy is ecstatic to meet all seven of them. Nami finally arrives at Arlong Park. Zoro, Usopp, and Johnny arrive on the island soon after. Immediately coming across fishman, a fishman, Usopp and Johnny flee, leaving Zoro to get captured. The two cowards walk into Gosa Village, only to find it completely destroyed by the, by the monster, Momu. Usopp gets jumped by a little kid, but is saved by Nojiko. Back on the sea still, Luffy and the guys get jumped by Momu during dinner, Sanji quickly dispatches the Sea King. Zoro is drug in front of Arlong, only to find Nami at his side. So I will admit, I kind of started writing this summary, like, as I went. And the whole fight with Sanji and Momu is actually in the next episode, but I just kind of left it in there, because I was like, eh, fuck it, it blends together pretty well. Um, so yeah, anyway... I just wanted to throw out there that I was wrong in my summary. Don't get used to it. doesn't happen often that I'm wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right off the bat, I just want to talk about the seven warlords because this is definitely like a, 
a ball drop by by Oda here, already establishing like a a power scale of sorts in the grand line. Um, so what are your thoughts and or questions that you have on the warlords? Um, well, I tried to write down the info. I had to rewind it a little bit because they say it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I wrote, um, powers that control the grand line, seven warlords, which are the pirates that are, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. sanctioned by the government. Correct. They're basically like the government says, yes, you know, will you give us some of what you, you get as a pirate and we'll let you be a pirate basically. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and turns out Hawkeye Mihawk is one of those, he mm -hmm. is a government pirate. Um, and so the way I took that was that they kind of govern the grand line. They defend it and they, they watch over it. And I guess, you know, when we saw Hawkeye come in, uh, you know, with the Don Krieg episodes, he was coming from the grand line, I assume to, for what purpose, I don't know, I guess just to chase them out. He actually said why he was there. <clears throat> okay. What did he say? R remind me. He was bored. He was okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's why I fucking love him. He's just like, I'm bored. I'm gonna kill some fuckers. <laughs> so you like a government sellout noted. Um and then they mentioned Jinbei. Jin yeah. But they didn't really say anything else except that he was captain of the fishmen. So that's where I got a little confused because we have this group of fishmen on at Arlong Park. Mm-hmm. But then they talked about Jinbei, but didn't talk about him in particular after that being with these government pirates. So I'm not really sure how that goes together. Yeah, all they really said was that Jinbei sent Arlong and his crew to this location. Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't really say either than that. And I will say, so this is kind of uh, interesting that they name drop Jinbei this early because we do not actually meet Jinbei until episode 430. So we're already getting a name drop and like Oda's already starting to build for this far out. Mm -hmm. So like by the, by the time we get to the point where we're meeting Jinbei, y'all will probably forget about him. And then if you go back and watch this again, it's going to blow your damn minds that they, that they name drop him this early. Um, So that's really cool that Oda's already starting to like slowly build on characters like that. And you were, you were right for the most part on the, on the warlords. They're more of a, I wouldn't say they're necessarily like, they're not necessarily an authority thing. Like they are still pirates. It's just the government's like, okay, you can do whatever the hell you want, but you're going to give us a little bit of your treasure as you're going and if we ever need you, you're going to answer the call. So they're not they're not necessarily like a police type thing. They're still criminals and they still act like criminals. It's just the government's like, you know, what? we'll look the other way for this. For you, because you can help us. You're a powerful person or whatever. So anyway, I will let Amanda and Annabelle go next. So whoever wants to go first, let's hit it. Um, I was definitely intrigued by the fact that there are seven warlords because I feel like seven is always some kind of special number in literature and I can't think of examples besides Harry Potter right now but 
<laughs> um, it shows up a lot in different forms of storytelling. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And I think, I don't know those, the exact definition, but I feel like this whole government san sanctioned piracy thing is like what privateers were back mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's it. I don't know if they were like committing crimes actively, but I think they were pretty much just like delinquents and because mm -hmm. of that status, they had an easier time like doing whatever the government wanted them to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would like to know more. And I did also get a little confused with the whole Jimbe and the Arlong fish people being separate, but yeah, I'm gonna we'll find out in 400 episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that a little bit more vague. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, sorry, gotta gotta leave a little bit of a hook there. <laughs> Annabelle, what what were you thinking about all this new um, information? So, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in for me. <laughs> so they're basically like sellout criminals that guard the grand line right I, I so i wouldn't say guard is the is the right word like they're still pirates they still like massacre villages and all and all that shit and steal shit it's just they're like you know the government's like hey we'll we'll turn our head and not really pay attention to that you can do whatever you want but if for some reason we need you you gotta come so they're they're kind of like dogs <laughs> okay um, so like but yeah, like sellout pirate is a, is a good way to look at it. Like a lot of other pirates look down on the warlords because of the fact that they're they're sellouts. They work for the government. Yeah. Yeah. So like I imagine we're going to see them like one by one encounter Luffy on his way to the One Piece. Am I correct? That's what's going to happen. Sure. See, that's oh. the look that they're on his face when he's something. I'm telling you, that's just my face. Okay, because <laughs> the fact that there's seven of them, like Amanda said, it reminds me of like the seven deadly sins or like mm -hmm. all of these, like the four horsemen and death and shit. Like, I'm intrigued. Okay. Yeah. So I, I will say that the first time I heard about the seven warlords, the thing that popped into my head was the classic trope that is in so many shows where it's going to be like, okay, Luffy's going to get a checklist of these guys and just slowly knock them off one by one. And I will say right now, that's not at all what happens. Like he honestly doesn't give a damn who's a warlord and who, and who's not. If he runs into you, he's going to kick your ass. And <laughs> if you're a war, if you're a warlord, fine. If you're not fine, like he honestly does not give a damn who, who a warlord is. So there's some that he fights. There's others that he doesn't, you know? It, so it's not like a ladder tier thing that he like tries to climb or anything like that. So I will el eliminate that now for our listeners, just because I know none of you have mentioned it, but I did want to go ahead and say that it's nothing like that. But, um, let's see. Sorry. That episode kind of, <laughs> that whole episode for me just revolves around the seven warlords because I like got so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so what like you guys kind of said most of us on this podcast hate nami 
so what were your thoughts like with this episode where we're start where we're starting to get more into into Nami's backstory we're finding out more about her like um you know where she's from and all of this these slight little hints that we're getting about her background with with Arlong in this episode well when she first goes back you know I was fully expecting her to be trying to enact some kind of revenge on Arlong like I thought maybe he had done something to her family or her home um and then she fucking knocks out a kid at the gate like this little kid that you know was really angry at Arlong rightfully so because apparently he killed his father um so it it very quickly established Arlong as a bad guy right as a bad person bad fish um and so I was like okay where where this is her home um she's gonna do something and then towards the end it totally revealed that oh she works with these guys right Mm -hmm. and I was like what the fuck and I wrote Nami is a traitor (laughs) (laughs) and you know I can't say it's surprising really because I do not like her and she's always been very (laughs) wishy-washy with everything um but I you know it made me think twice about that because the the scenes that it would show her alone on the going Mary and she was having this like inner monologue like I was happy with them I hope they're okay and all this bullshit that she was saying and then she shows up to the island she's like what's up fuckers I'm back you know she was all like really that's a quote word for word that is a quote (laughs) Um, with her badass tattoo on her arm yeah like I'm a traitor look at it and it's some you know um, but I would just like to say, I really like the way they introduce these fishmen because I'm terrified of ocean creatures and the ocean in general. And mm-hmm. the idea of any sea creature walking around where they can harm me is terrifying. Um, and I just looking at all the characters and how they were a little different, I, I, I found myself like eyes glued to them every episode because I was mm-hmm. trying to look at them all to see how they were different and we'll probably talk about it later but this guy <laughs> i don't remember his name but the Hachi. Man, oh my god nightmare fuel <laughs> yeah yeah he's creepy i love hachi <laughs> i mean he he's very he seems for a pirate like a nice ish dude but he's also very stupid <laughs> yeah um, that's fair I did appreciate him for trying. He was the only person that was nice to that poor little, not little, but the poor bull sea creature, um, which I'll get into later, but, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, you know, this was a, it was a good new introduction to this, this chapter we, we started. Um, I like the lore. I like the fishmen, even though they're terrifying, but that's a good thing. Um, I just I'm frustrated with Nami. It's so back and forth. I don't mm-hmm. know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you hate seeing Usopp did Zoro. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Usopp tying up Zoro. Ugh, was my note for that. I was he's I write ugh in all caps when I'm frustrated. The same way I wrote Sanji's love for Nami. Ugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just the mention of her name, and he's all googly eyed and heart heart eyed. I, ugh, I can't stand it. <laughs> He's a fucking simp, man. <laughs> he is, and everything else about him is amazing. Like he has good taste. He's a skilled chef, and then the women 
well, woman he likes. We've only seen one so far, but I, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Annabelle, what were your thoughts on this episode as a, <laughs> as a whole? Okay, here we go, Fox. <laughs> um, okay, the first thing I put, why the hell? Is Luffy like, oh, we just need Nami. Nami's the best. She stole your fucking ship with all of your supplies and all of your money without a fucking word. Gotta are love you... the loyalty. I understand that you <laughs> are kind of a lovable idiot, but you can't be that dumb, man. Come on. Nami doesn't, or uh, Luffy doesn't care about treasure, right? He has no interest whatsoever. And like, to me, he's on a boat right now. So that's fine. Right. As long as he has a boat at the moment, it's like, he doesn't yeah. care. He's I could see that. Like in that way. Yeah. He's very naive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. she, she he's betrayed. She's had many, many, many moments where she has been wishy-washy with you. And yeah. then like back couple so episodes when she joins him she's like oh i hate pirates i hate pirates i hate pirates but i guess i'll join you like what yeah Yeah. are you kidding me you stupid bitch i hate you (laughs) (laughs) and then she shows up at arlong is like what's up fuckers like did y'all miss me i'm like i knew there was a reason i didn't like this bitch God, that's dude. her new name. Every time we refer to her, this bitch. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that's what it's kind of leaning toward now. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, because you told me about the whole awards thing, and I was like, all right, piece of shit awards should be easy to give to somebody, right? <laughs> I was going back and forth throughout these whole five episodes on whether Nami deserves this piece of shit award or not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Interesting. I'm excited to get into that conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Amanda, what were your thoughts on, on this first episode? Um, let's see. My first note was, oh, fuck no, Sanji ain't crushing on Nami. <laughs> <laughs> I was not enjoying that at all. Dude needs to just get out more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. Yeah, little. I mean, I, this was pretty introductory, so I didn't mm-hmm. have too much plot-wise as far as notes go. Um, but the that poor little sea cow... Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was a little confused at first about where that thing came from, but um, it just it just gets worse and worse for that poor dude. I know so, it does. So Peta's yeah, gonna get involved. It's awful. I know it was bad. It just kept getting worse and worse. I so I watched these episodes twice because I honestly I I thought I remembered the seven warlords getting introduced in this episode but i couldn't remember for sure so before we recorded last week i was like i need to double check myself before i start like talking about how fucking big these are (laughs) and so i watched the episodes last week before we recorded and like watching momu just get his ass whooped i was like these guys are being a complete asshole to this poor little cow for no reason and 
like all he was doing was like he was just hungry he just wanted some food just giving his adorable adorable little googly eyes and stuff he wasn't even rude about it he was no hey i'm here for my food i smell it so yeah i mean granted that alone is enough for luffy to fight but still um it kind of made me hate luffy a little bit you know yeah i will say on my second watch through there was one line that i caught that made me not hate this hate it quite as much and that was just the fact that they were talking about how momu was the one that destroyed that entire village Mm. and so i was like okay well this cow does have some have like a good puppy dog face he's also murdered a village full of people but did he do it on purpose or was he forced to do it by the pirates? That's a good question. Like I said, I'm not I'm not forgiving it completely. I was like, I'm just yeah. not quite as harsh about it as I as I was on my words on my first walkthrough. But yeah, that was just kind of I did want to talk about that a little bit for sure, because Momo is Momo and he's got a good puppy dog face. Yeah. And I felt bad for him. I think we all did. And I knew as soon as I watched it, I was like, we are all going to gush over Momo here. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else on this episode before we move on to 32? Um, Arlong's crew all have weird, like, horn mouths. And I don't understand why that is. They just are like Muppet. Like trumpets? Uh, Oh, like a... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I like trumpets. I think the only one that doesn't is the shark-looking guy that has, like, the big fins everywhere. He's, like, got a normal face. And Arlong's got the long saw nose. That's what I liked. I mean, they were also interesting-looking. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they absolutely were. Um, Okay. Are we ready to move on to 32? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Usopp wakes up in Nojiko's house and learns that she is Nami's sister, and Nami is part of the Arlong and Nami is part of the Arlong pirate crew. When she joined Arlong, she betrayed her sister, mother, and the whole village in the process. As Arlong gives a brief summary of Nami's past, Zoro notices a reaction from Nami. He decides to test her by hurling himself into the water. While she does delay, Nami jumps in the water and saves him. Arlong heads to Kokuyashi Village and interrogates a man named Genzo on some weapons caches he found. While they watch the situation from a distance, Nojiko explains to Usopp that everyone on the island pays a tax to Arlong or he kills them. Arlong is about to kill Genzo when Nojiko steps in and tries to convince him it's a wrong move. Just as Genzo is about to be finished off, Arlong gets hit with a long-distance shot from Usopp. As Arlong goes into a rage, Usopp flees. Nami arrives at Zoro's holding cell, frees him, gives him back his sword, and tells him to leave. Instead, Zoro drops the fishman left and right uh, while Arlong is at Kokoyashi Village. Nojiko comes across Nami sitting at a gravesite, and Nami explains that she is only 7 million short of the 100 million needing to buy back their village. So in this episode, we definitely get a lot more of the wishy-washy from Nami, for sure. Like, between jumping in the water and saving Zoro, while still being a complete asshole to him, and talking just 
really, really rude to everybody. And then she also let Zoro free out of his jail cell. And then we find out this later at the very end of the episode about the hundred million that she's trying to buy back her village. So I just, as much as this podcast hates Nami, I got to know what was everyone thinking about all this with, with Nami in these episodes. She's a damn fool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I gotta say it. I'm sorry. A guy like Arlong, you really think you're going to give him a hundred million berries and he's just going to give your village back. No, especially since it seems like you're one of his most trusted and competent uh pirate yeah no he's not letting go of you no so you so you think arlong's gonna fuck her over oh yeah definitely okay definitely 100 percent. all right all right i'm excited to see if that comes true or not (laughs) 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 sorry (laughs) um amanda any any thoughts on this i'm gonna just Whitney's like in the middle of a massive eye roll. So I think I need to let her finish. <laughs> that that whole thing is going to take me a minute to get finished. <laughs> God. I wish yeah. this was on video. Like if you could see Derek's smug ass face every time we say anything. And he's just like, hmm, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. I I honestly oh, you think don't. So? You think that's going to happen to you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking so that you can stroke it. Don't tell me. (laughs) I will like tape a massive piece of paper to my face so I can like stroke it. (laughs) Yeah. So I can (laughs) stroke it the entire podcast. Okay. Just remember that this is a, an audio medium. Yeah. And you just went, so I can stroke it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm sure the listeners are picking up what I'm putting down then. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) We're going to attract a whole new set. I know, son of a bitch. They're going to be asking for our OnlyFans or something like that. Y'all got any corn? (laughs) I bought a big can of corn today at the store. Yeah. It's a true story. You said you bought a lot of corn? Yeah, big old can of corn. Oh, what do you do? What are you using that for? I'm actually making uh, Mexican <laughs> street corn. Okay. Oh, I love street corn. Yeah, right. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good. That's a good. That's a good use for corn. Tangent. Sorry, I interrupted you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And my eye roll is finished. There. <laughs> Let's see. Yes. So her Nami's wishy washiness just keeps going you know dialing up to 11 here because at the end of last episode she reveals herself to be you know so we think part of this group of Arlong's pirates and it was all a ruse her saying how much she hated pirates before so it just keeps going back and forth like does she really hate them what is she doing here like does she you know it she's trying to get money to buy the village back but i don't know i mean it also it's, it's like what is, then she's that she's too much with her <laughs> i can't even can't even express it it's just too much i love it i mean she's screwing around with everyone and like 
I mean, I, I as much as I don't like her, I knew that she was going to save Zoro, but she took her sweet ass time doing she that. She did. She was just sitting there like, you know, I don't know if I should or not. I know I'm going to, but I still want to think about it a little bit. Right. And then we hear that she has betrayed her family for money, essentially, for treasure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do we believe? I don't know. It's It's very true, because, like, at this point, like, even through all five episodes, like, at this point, we really don't know what to think. Like, we still don't know where she's at completely. So, Whitney, your turn, since you're done with your eye roll now. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, you guys are totally right. I mean, I feel like at the end of the first episode, I was like, well, she's the worst. And then it's revealed that she actually has what seems like a noble reason for doing all of this. You know, she's going to buy back the island and, you know, help out her hometown, help out what we find out is her sister, um, who I really like, by the way. I love her whole deal, Um, her tattoos, her purple hair. You can, I know they're not related. They were orphaned that it's revealed later on, but they they share similar features. Um, But the the one thing that's still sticking with me after these five episodes is the fact that they said she betrayed her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's been shown yet. So I feel like I, I'm wondering if there's an explanation for how that happened. I'm sure that we'll find out, Derek. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm... I want to know whether she really did in her kind of naivete as a child or did she not really betray her mom, but everybody thinks that for some reason, Um, which I I suspect might be more true, but. um, It's really in-depth thought there. I'm surprised from you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the profanity. Um, Because that's the first time we're going to apologize after saying fuck on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about 27 times too late um, Usopp really got on my nerves this episode like he was so stupid like every decision he made was so bad um but he gave me a couple of good quotes if you guys want to hear them but the first quotes I wrote down for this set um and he said them both while he was in the house with um Nojiko he said um for a chick with tattoos you're actually really sweet (laughs) which I enjoyed I thought that was funny and then uh the other one was damn Nami is a total witch yes (laughs) oh my god I loved it (laughs) because you know I always look at the the episode titles I don't know Annabelle if you paid attention to them or not but um this one was called the witch of um help me with the name (laughs) that's a a really long title kokoyashi village the Um, witch of um that's a really long name uh (laughs) (laughs) ignoring that moving on um i wasn't sure if who that was going to refer to you know when i looked at it at the beginning of the episode which i think it turned out to be nami you know calling her the witch but i was secretly hoping like maybe her sister was going to be a witch <laughs> i was like yes let's see some witch witchcraft going on that's what right. i need right now but riding uh, on a broomstick yeah like doing some magic making some potions i think uh nojiko would be a perfect she looks witchy oh, um, yeah. 
She's got that aesthetic. I like that. But okay. um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Usopp sucks again. Um, I really need like a big banner behind me that just says fuck Usopp. And every time yeah. I can just like point to it. I'd be okay with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, again, Luffy pissed me off because he punched the poor little Momu. Uh, Momu didn't deserve that. I don't think, you know, that's, he lives in the ocean, leave him the fuck alone. You're in his territory. Um, and he couldn't spare one little, uh, piece of meat. I mean, is he that greedy to where he couldn't just, you know, and then I think, oh, Sanji. Sanji was him. worse. <laughs> and I thought Sanji was going to be nice to him and say, here's Me some too. food. He fucking kicked him. I know. <laughs> him. But is yeah, it, is it wrong yeah. that that kind of, it kind of turned me on a little bit. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I have a thing for assholes, but Sanji looked a little hot to me right there. <laughs> those super kicks, man. Those long legs. <laughs> In that suit. And he oh, just that cooked meal. that magnificent meal. <laughs> a man that can cook, I tell you. Yep. And yep. drop kick a cow. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new ter- that's a new meaning to cow tipping, eh? Hey, <laughs> I tell you what, buddy. Um, if if a man kicked a cow in front of me, I would go wild. I would like kick that guy in the nuts so hard. Like that would piss me off in real life. Um, but Sanji is so fine. I'm willing to forgive. Okay. <laughs> Derek agrees. I know. I, all I'm Good saying time. is, I I see where this podcast is going in the future. <laughs> are you telling me there are hotter characters? All I'm saying is, we've established a pattern here. Fuck Nami, and Zoro and Sanji are the best. That that's what I'm getting so far. That's a fair as a summary. Okay. <laughs> okay um anyway i kind of cut you off there whitney mm-hmm. probably deserved it anyway continue i'm good i'm done oh you're done you're done thank god i'm finished cakes are done <laughs> we're finished uh let's see was there really anything else big that happened in this episode i mean i thought it was kind of um i i zoro was not doing a whole lot in this episode but i definitely think he had a pretty large impact on this episode with just his presence he's being like, the smartest person in the fucking crew is what he's being <laughs> he figured everything out okay so whitney i agree with you all i'm saying is that's not setting a high bar fair <laughs> but they need they need some brains right i 100 agree with that and i really wish i could exp- okay <laughs> Well, the only other thing I think I was going to say was, you know, we talked earlier about how Luffy was like, we need Nami. And it's like, why? But I think it was pretty well established in this set of episodes. that The reason she's so highly sought after is because she's a good navigator, right? Mm -hmm. She can draw maps. She knows how to get places. And that's all Luffy really cares about, right? He's got his cook. He's got a fighter. I don't know why he picked Usopp um, loyalty, I guess, but um is the navigator that's what he needs right he's he's trying to give everybody a job he knows what a pirate ship needs and that's why he wants nami that's how i took it so i i have i have a gripe with one thing you said and that's saying usopp is loyal would you really consider someone that's constant constantly 
trying to claim your title as captain loyal. No, I meant Luffy was trying to be loyal to Usopp. Oh, gotcha. Or just friendly, friendly to Usopp. Usopp's not loyal. He's like the least okay. loyal piece of shit. Okay. Because he's like, he I'm left not even Zoro to die. Yeah, yeah he left Zoro to die. He he tried he's to run away instead of getting on the island, which is what they were there to do. Um, yeah, he sucks. I have mm-hmm. nothing for him. I will say though, every ship, every crew needs their smeed. That's how I view Usopp as like as Smeed. Right? Okay. That's that's the name of the Captain Hook's dude, right? That's Smee. Smee. Me. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, fair. sure. The bumbling the lo- idiot, right? Yeah, the well, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. The crewmate. That's so I can agree with that. But I also think Smee is loyal to Hook, and I don't agree with that from Usopp. <laughs> that's true, yes. Yeah. That's, uh, there are moments where Smee is like wishy washy. Yeah. When the crocodile I... comes, he's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else from this episode before we? Oh, we didn't even talk about uh, the scene with Genzo, where Arlong is interrogating Genzo. Nojiko shows up. And like we're starting to get a good idea of <clears throat> how oppressive Arlong is over this mm-hmm. over this village. So like at this point, Arlong is really starting to es- establish himself at, as someone that people should be worried about. <laughs> so <clears throat> any any thoughts on on all that scene with Nojiko and Genzo and Arlong and Bitch Sop? that's what i'm saying man arlong like we see this guy and how he interacts with this village and he's like whoever doesn't pay me their money on the first of the month they're dying dude there's no fucking way he's just gonna hand this village over to nami after she gives him 100 million berries there's no fucking way and there's no fucking way that he's just gonna let her go and do whatever the fuck she wants like she's a part of his crew forever now mm-hmm. okay yeah that smug fucking look it's not no, just I, me it's not I, just me i swear i didn't do anything well and i mean later on in my in listeners episodes... they are making shit up okay it's what they do best <laughs> no um <laughs> no. one of the later episodes arlong's like I always tell the truth or I always keep my word when money's involved. Yeah. So it's like, well, maybe he won't, but there, I just don't, I think you're right. Either that or like the Marines that show up, the one that kind of looks like a rat Mm -hmm. kind of trading money with them um, may even force him to go back on his word. I don't know, but I I think you're right. It's hard to trust this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And think yeah. that he's just going to give all of it up. Mm-hmm. And For she's sure. a hell of a fucking navigator. She's too valuable. There's mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. Yeah. Because like throughout these episodes, we kind of get sprinkles of her charts and, you know, between her knowing the ocean currents and and how the land flows and just like everything to do with any sort of landmass, like she's kind of and granted we haven't necessarily seen a lot of navigators at this point in this show actually i think she's the only one but still like 
they're establishing her as as someone impressive in that in that field i guess you would say so yeah i agree, I agree with you that like i think luffy is looking specifically toward that knowing he needs a navigator and obviously he's not going to get very far without one because nobody that he has besides her has any sense of direction at all that's all i'm saying he thought he was running north back on that fucking (laughs) beach for so long i know (laughs) it's like oh oh luffy you're lucky you make me laugh sometimes To be fair, I couldn't tell you which direction is north right now. There's no way. That's what my phone is for. That way. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. Probably. How would how would I possibly know if that's correct, Eric? How could I look at you on a computer screen <laughs> and know if you're right or not? Well, I mean, you're just gonna have to trust me. That's north. <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. Fine. Trust me. I'm pointing at north. Do you believe me? Well, no, because you just said I don't know what way is north. <laughs> That's north right there. <laughs> That's up, Whitney. Okay. North. North. That's where north is. Okay. Okay. I gave him a thumbs up for those of you who want to know. It was. And it was one of those hitchhiker thumbs where it's slightly bent and forcing her other fingers to come up as well. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyway <laughs> Any, anything else on episode 32 before we move on to 33 i had a funny quote for this one which i didn't exactly write the way that it was said oh, shit. But, okay um nami i think it was nami said something to zoro about how many bandages he had on and he was like yeah i put them all on to cover myself so you wouldn't get distracted <laughs> yes yes i wrote that yes. down as one of my quotes i was like okay i know we're all gonna be screaming over that one <laughs> yes. i love yeah. their dynamic together i love that they kind of hate each other and you know going back to talking about the live action that's coming out there's a little bit of that in the trailer Mm-hmm. Um, she orders him to do something and he's just like I don't work for you I was like hell yeah you don't um, so I like that there's somebody there to give her shit back because I feel like she has this superiority complex with them a little mm-hmm. bit she thinks she's hot shit yeah for sure yeah. and like so you know, and Zoro's personality is needed to combat Nami's personality in that area because we've we know Luffy genuinely just does not give a damn and Zoro's just not going to put up with that bullshit. Yeah. And we sure as fuck know Sanji's not going to say anything about it. Oh yeah. Major fucking <laughs> simp. <laughs> Dumbass. I think we, we see that. Oh no. It's episode 34 where we see how much of a simp he really is. Mm-hmm. With uh, Nojiko. Yeah. I think so. Or no, it's when he's talking with Zoro. Oh yeah, they're getting a little tiff over it. Yeah. Oh, Sanji's yeah. like, don't you say anything bad about Nami? She gotcha. wouldn't do that. And it's like, you barely fucking know her. You saw her for like five minutes. Right? Yeah. Oh, she left with a ship. She tr- was being a traitor pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, I'm excited to get to all that for sure. We'll get to it then. So episode yeah. 33. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
While Usopp is able to avoid a few close calls of being found, he is quickly captured by one of Arlong's top fishmen. Zoro meets Hachi outside of Arlong Park. Unknown to Hachi that Zoro just murdered a fort full of his friends, Hachi offers Zoro a ride to Kokoyashi Village to find Arlong. Shortly after Zoro and Hachi depart, Arlong, er, depart Arlong Park, Arlong arrives to find the carnage. Chu follows in with Usopp in hand. Hachi also returns and realizes Zoro's actions prior to giving him a ride. Usopp tries to get away with some funny business, but Nami stabs him and pushes him in the ocean. Zoro learns that Usopp is back in Arlong Park now and starts to run back that way. Finally, Luffy and Sanji arrive on the island, but they also run Zoro over with a boat in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there weren't tire marks on Zoro's face, honestly. Even though a boat doesn't have tire marks, they've trucked his ass. That's all I'm <laughs> <They> saying. <did. laughs> it's so chaotic right now. Like everybody's not it's like that that trope on a show where so and so goes here to find this other person, but they already left to go back to the other place and then they're all over the place and then somebody gets hit with a boat. You know, <laughs> that old story lightly toss that in there you know just getting ran over with a boat is something that happens every day you saw get stabbed (laughs) i know so (laughs) we can one bad character killing another bad character i was just gonna ask so we can start with that right off the bat what did you think about nami stabbing usopp i was gonna say killing but that's a little I said, yo, Nami is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I was too upset over it. But I was like, I was like, man, she really does suck. Like, I, I cannot pin this girl down. I just found out she's trying to save her island and then she stabs her quote unquote friend. Like, I don't understand what is going on, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so back and forth and so frustrating. But, it, but you know, they expand on it in the next episode. But at this point, I was like, what the fuck? She just stabbed him. You know, good riddance, but also she just stabbed him, right? Yes. I don't know. I got to So there was one quote I had in, like, all this scene with Nami and Usopp and everything like that. And honestly, I just wrote it down because it got an audible reaction out of me. And that was when Usopp said, damn you, Nami, you want to fight, don't you? And I literally said out loud, shut the fuck up. She's going to drop your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I just get so tired of Usopp. (laughs) (laughs) He's so full of himself. He thinks he's right all the time, that he's the leader, that he's the best. Is a very smug face. I mean, who can stand that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Straining. I yeah, it's I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad you don't have to put up with that, Whitney. Like it sounds like <laughs> it would be really frustrating for you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare compare me to Usopp. That's such a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Luffy comparison for sure. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, so Annabelle, Amanda, what did you, what did you think with, with 
Or stop getting stabbed. Any anything crazy popping into the old noggin? Um, I mean, I kind of thought in the same vein as earlier uh, with her interaction with Zoro, because at this point, I didn't really expect for them to kill off one of their main crew members. So I figured she had to have done something, but I couldn't figure out what it was and what they reveal happens later on. I, I wasn't thinking that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it was just more of like, what did she do? Did she really do that? Or did she not do that? Or, you know, how did she fake it if she did fake it? She's just collecting a lot of things about her that just make her look even more suspicious mm-hmm, for sure just more back and forth shit that we've gotten this whole time mm-hmm. yeah like and, and most of this episode was a lot of the fishmen interacting with Usopp since he's a piece of shit and got captured um <laughs> and he's oh my god he's like lying and you know making up whatever story possible like yeah he's friends with those people no he has nothing to do with those people I mean he you're right he's not loyal in the least bit as long as he's gonna stay alive which I mean Mm -hmm. I get it I would probably I don't know if I was in a life or death situation I'd probably say whatever I could to get out out of it but like you're a pirate man you know or you want to be a pirate and he's Mm -hmm. a coward yeah yeah. Can we talk about how stupid the octopus man is for a minute? Hachi? Yeah, we can absolutely talk about Hachi. I love talking about Hachi. That whole interaction. <laughs> uh, was it Zoro that he gave a ride to? Yes. Yes. I mean, he totally does not realize who Zoro is. He was so nice. He was so friendly. I mean, he was just waiting on his little bull to show up and just super nice dude. Um, for a terrifying octopus man and he caught himself on a fishing line that's all i gotta say and he's like oh you're a big fish you're and it took me a minute to realize he was talking to himself (laughs) (laughs) and he does that weird dance where he wiggles his tentacles fuck out Mm -mm. (laughs) and it's funny i think that's a funny parallel for a science geek like me because octopuses are like one of the most intelligent animals on earth octopi no so cool octopuses (laughs) it is a greek it's a greek root not a latin so it's octopuses like cactuses so it's cacti it is not but um and put put puss eye oh god (laughs) shut up you just want to say puss that's all you're doing right now okay Uh, but yeah I just thought it was so funny how stupid he was and he was naive in the best way right where he's a friendly guy and he gave him a ride and totally didn't realize till he got back and everybody was dead and I kind of felt sorry for him a little bit he's like oh no what happened (laughs) and it's like dude you kind of betrayed your your people a little bit without knowing you know Mm -hmm. I kind of want him to not be part of the fishmen anymore I want him to be a good pirate Okay. I want him to join the crew. That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> That's How fair. Cool it's a fair he thought. And he, can, and he can swim. Yeah. Right? He can get in the water and breathe. He can, he could save Luffy if Luffy ever ends up in the water. That would be nice. He He'd be useful. Just real stupid. 
<laughs> I mean, hey, fits the rest of the crew. So yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I was very distracted throughout the whole interaction by Zoro and that <laughs> blue button up. Yeah, I don't know what it from? was. I don't know where it came from or what it was. But God, close? damn, he looks hot in that button up. Oh my God. I know. I hope that makes an appearance in the live action. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he is half unbuttoned the whole time. This is definitely turning, no, turning into a Zoro Thirst podcast. Full unbuttoned, because goddamn. <laughs> when the hell do I get to thirst? <laughs> well, nothing's fucking stopping you. No, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did see I probably shouldn't I don't know it doesn't matter but I did see the actress that they cast as the live action Nojiko she's beautiful <gasps> oh did you see her talking about her being a witch I got a stick for her to ride no, I'm just... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, <gross>. no. <laughs> oh all of us hated that so much <laughs> That's, that's, that's exactly why I said it. Edit I that again. out. Edit it out. <laughs> no, that's got to stay. That was so funny. <laughs> that's how we're going to advertise it. Tune in to hear Derek say I... the closest thing imaginable. I got three audible cringes at once. That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> anyway, continue as you're saying. I got a sword Zoro can put in his mouth. <laughs> I'd like to see Zoro's sword. Woo! He's got four swords. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to use four sword style. Oh god, this turned into something else. <laughs> I will say I was watching the the trailer for the live action, and that one glimpse we got of him fighting with the swords. Mm. Oh my god, fucking Niagara Falls, man! okay all right okay i do too i'm I'm really excited to see the live action zoro fight i think it's gonna be awesome i'm really excited too yeah yeah i think it's gonna be badass y'all know i love a sword fight man (laughs) i did not mean it in that context but yeah i didn't i didn't (laughs) (laughs) um i am completely lost as to where the fuck we were at episode 34 no we're um, we're on 33 are we still talking about how nami's a piece of shit we can you still <laughs> want to talk about it um no i just think it's funny that i have in my notes because i can't remember what it was that she did that made me say this but i was like now i'm having a hard time is nami a piece of shit or not and then my immediate next note after that is yo nami is a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the fishmen talk about finding a treasure map in her room. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, she just wants to take this island so she can have all the treasure to herself. But that, and that brought me back to, oh, yeah, she does suck. Maybe that's why she wants the island. But then later on, I know we're not there yet. Is that just maps that she drew for fun? Yeah. Because she's a good navigator. Yeah. So there's more flip flop, right? Mm hmm yeah so that that i didn't get it i didn't catch it till my second walk or till my second watch through or whatever so the map that he pulls out of her room or whatever that like she grabs from him i don't even know that that guy's name honestly i know shu and hachi i don't know his name i don't know that guy's name though um mm-hmm. 
but that map that he grabs is actually the one that we see in the flashback that he finished with Bellamere, kind of, or it was that that last one that she drew with with Bellamere around. Right. So I think yeah. she's got that for more sentimental reasons. I think. I think wasn't that was like her first land map that she drew. Probably right yeah. because Bellamere said something like, "Oh, now I've seen. I see now that you can do." sea maps as well as land maps mm-hmm. and that's why she wanted the navigator book so bad yeah absolutely and i can't wait to get into that episode i think that's gonna be a good time um the only the last thing that i that i i in particular wanted to talk about for sure in this episode um which we can talk about other stuff if you guys want to but uh this episode was really the last time we get to see a lot of Arlong. Like, we don't see much of him the rest of the episodes. So, out of these whole five episodes, just what are your thoughts on Arlong? Like, how are, how are you guys feeling about him so far? He seems like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he... I don't think... It, I don't remember which episode that they revealed how much he asks for for each person to not Uh, kill them basically that was in the flashback so it'd be in episode 35 yeah okay so it's a lot and then i mean just and then that's every month like paying rent which is insane i don't know how anybody is supporting to do that so i mean he just clearly doesn't give a shit about anyone and then that even that makes me think even more that he's not just gonna let nami have the island so easily because if he's getting that much money every month and she's giving him that one time payment it is a lot but i'm sure he's already made like 10 times over that in this entire eight oh. years or whatever oh, i'm sure because yeah i think they said i think he said in that flashback that he got like 25 million on his first mm-hmm. deposit or whatever so like if you think about it four months and he's already got what nami was going to give him what nami spent eight years trying to yeah. give him so yeah. i mean yeah it's honestly not worth it if he if he does go through with the business deal let me just throw out that if it's a hundred thousand berries per adult and then fifty thousand per child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's like i don't know if a berry is an equivalent to a u.s dollar but that's fucking ridiculous every single month just just to stay alive oda actually answered that so it's actually equivalent a berry is actually equivalent to a u.s cent holy shit so but still like if you think about it uh 50,000 berries for a kid that's still five thousand dollars a month for a kid yeah and every month yeah and ten thousand for an adult just to stay alive yeah why not just leave the island yeah i was just thinking that can they like what if they leave (laughs) they probably get killed or something and keep people from leaving i don't know i I mean because they're all fishmen so they could just be like patrolling the island in the water and not letting anyone leave and it could Mm -hmm. be really hard for people to leave because it seems like they're all very like agricultural like they've got their little farmer's market where they sell food that they grow and things so yeah Mm -hmm. it seems like there's not much government yeah yeah other than I mean, yeah, because Arlong's not really letting any around. All that's around there is the uh, Marines that are on his payroll, kind of, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Arlong has done a lot 
in these episodes, but I also feel like there's still stuff that we haven't seen from him yet, you know? Like, I feel like there's more <clears throat> more room. For, like, I still feel like he's on the up and up and not necessarily hitting that peak our long attitude you know if if that makes sense like but i still feel like we have, his max we, potential villain yet like we just we just haven't learned as much about him as, as like there's more than what we're seeing still like just internally yeah. um and in a bad way i'm not saying like he's a good person on the inside or anything like that that's definitely not what i'm saying <laughs> yeah um uh amanda whitney any thoughts on long i mean he doesn't seem like psychotic like you know like claude or or he he seems pretty typical pirate to me i mean he sucks um he seems very money minded right Mm -hmm. like that's what it's all about having the power he he's very superiority complex right like he very clearly believes that fishmen are higher on the evolutionary chain they're better than just regular old humans because they can breathe in and out of water they're superior to them um genetically so i mean he just seems like he's on a power trip and he loves money which screams pirate to me Mm -hmm. he doesn't have this like dark plan where he's going to kill everyone in sight i mean he seems like he does care about his crew or at least them remaining alive you know, like Claudor was going to kill everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's just there for the money and the power. Seems like to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <clears throat> I do kind of get the feeling they're like they're very small moments, but there are some moments with Nami that I kind of get the vibe that he has this kind of connection to her. Like he kind of looks at her as like a daughter figure type. Because she did join him so young and she's mm-hmm. been with him for so long. Yeah. Like he how the whole crew, right? Yeah, like the whole crew was like pretty much calling her a traitor and all this stuff. And then he was just kind of like, I'm so sorry, Nami. Like, I don't think that you're a traitor at all. I think you are very loyal to me, blah, blah, blah. He's very soft with her. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I, I get yeah. what you're saying there. For sure. I, like, I, I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but now that you mention it, yeah, that absolutely uh, rings true, for sure. Yeah, they're very small moments, but yeah, very, very I get tiny. the vibe, yeah. Yeah. Amanda, anything on Arlong? Mm, I think we... I said and probably I don't think I have anything else. Okay. That he, yeah, he, he, I don't think he's at the level of psychotic villain as Clahador was, but mm-hmm. he's definitely not a good dude yeah for sure and i'm sure it'll just get worse yeah Yeah, probably and then we kind of already talked about zoro getting hit with a boat so i don't think we really need i mean it's just not much to that like he got his ass ran over he got knocked the fuck out yeah (laughs) Yeah, i did think it was kind of funny they when i think if this was just at the very end of the episode and then they brought it back for like a recap on the next episode but when they find out that nami stabs usopp they like change the art style and it's just like still images of their faces but it's oh yeah kind of like 
it's not as colorful it's like mm-hmm. it's just a sketch kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i get what you mean i know what you're talking about they there. haven't i don't think they've done that before they've done a couple little things where they've like shifted the animation a little bit and maybe changed the colors around but mm-hmm. did you guys think the animation was a little bit better in these episodes than it has been like i, I felt like it was a little bit better a little bit yeah maybe I definitely saw the quality go up as far as animation and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else on this episode before we move on to episode 34? Cool. Ready to go. Johnny meets up with the crew and reveals that Nami murdered Usopp. Luffy doesn't believe it for a second. Nami arrives amidst the argument, acts like an asshole, and tells the crew to leave because Arlong is coming for them and she wants nothing to do with them. Luffy agrees that he is not going to step in the middle of anyone's affairs and decides to take a nap in the middle of the road. The Marines arrive to take out Arlong, but Arlong's top three men quickly get rid of them. Johnny and Yosaku decide they want nothing to do with Arlong and it's time for them to leave the Straw Hats. Usopp joins the crew and reveals that while it looked like Nami stabbed him, she just made it appear that way and stabbed herself instead. Nojiko returns to her home only to find Nami trashing the place. Nami goes through her history with the Straw Hats and that she has been trying to forget about them, but they followed her and won't let her. Nojiko finds the crew and says that she will tell them about Nami's past and then they will leave. Luffy says he doesn't care about her past and walks off. A marine captain on Arlong's payroll arrives at the village and demands that Genzo escort him to Nami's house. So I gotta I gotta say just right off the bat, this episode felt very Luffy-centric to me. Like I felt like we got a lot of Luffy's personality in this and like his internal thoughts. Um because there were three things that that stood out for me one he did not even flinch for a second thinking that nami killed usopp like he knew she did just right away and while sanji didn't either like we've already discussed sanji's kind of a simp for nami so of course he's not going to think she did it so luffy's the only one that has any credibility in that area um for me the other thing that uh, that i thought was really big was luffy's like look i'm not here to get in the middle of anything i just want my navigator like he's he's not trying to jump in any in into anyone's business, and especially in like a lot of the stories similar to this one, like any hero show, it, it, whether it's live action or more anime or whatever, if the hero comes into the show and he sees something's up, he's butting his nose into someone else's business, and like Luffy right off the bat's like, look, that's not me. I'm not here to to get in the way of anything i just want my navigator that's it and so like i think that says a little bit about him as well that he's just gonna let it sit back and let everyone do their thing kind of but at the same time he's also there if anyone needs him too uh and then the last thing is that whenever nojiko is talking about uh nami's past and he's like look i don't i don't care about her past i don't care about who she was i only care about who she is now i only care that she's my navigator that's it like 
if you think her past is going to stop her from joining me, then you've got another thing coming. And so I, I really liked Luffy's mindset in this episode and kind of what was coming out of it. But I will, I'll just kind of throw it off here. Whitney, what did you think of this episode? Um, I don't really have a ton of notes for this episode. Um, I think the biggest revelations I think that I, I had were that, um, of course it was revealed that Nami stabbed her own hand. So we know for sure exactly how that played out, how he described. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only, and the other thing is what you were kind of talking about is Luffy's attitude toward this whole situation. He just laid down and was like, I'm not betting in, but I'm not leaving, mm-hmm. you know, till, till I get what I came here for. Um, other than that, I mean, it was just a lot of uh, interaction with the Marines that were showing up and the fishmen just made really quick work out of all of them, you know, made mm-hmm. a whirlpool. And um, I did like the appearance of that one guy who showed up. He was the Commodore Perrin Perrin. How did you write his name down? The, I did because it was so fantastic. <laughs> and he had the purple hair and he sounded fancy. I almost thought it was going to be uh, what's his face from the early episodes. Full body. Full or- no, um, the hammer guy's or oh. the axe guy's son, Helmeppo. Helmeppo. It kind of sounded like that fanciful. It did, yeah. Accent. And then it panned up, and I was like, "Oh, it's not him." But um, when he said his name, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> like <laughs> that's my favorite. And I, I wrote that um, uh, fancy marine Commodore Perrin Perrin got killed real quick, and then of course our number one rule in One Piece. He's not dead, so I wrote, never mind. Um, <laughs> like he died, but he sure didn't. Um, other than that, I mean, Zoro's buddies left, so they're gone now. They were you know, annoying me. Come back. Come. They were annoying me. I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, they were a bit much, right? Yeah. They're a I got, little extra. I was getting um, really tired of them really fast. And I like extra, but they're a bit. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're extra, extra. And then, you know, the the rat guy, the rat machine. Mm-hmm. Machine? I said machine. <laughs> yeah. Marine. <laughs> the rat machine <laughs> um, shows up. And, you know, of course, I don't trust him because we see him exchanging money uh, with the pirates. So he's definitely corrupt somehow, even though that these government pirates are legit, I guess. But I just don't trust him. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got from this episode. It wasn't a bad episode, but it just didn't seem, there wasn't a whole lot going on for me. Okay. Enough. When, or Annabelle, what did you think of uh, of this episode? Um, Pretty much the same as Whitney. It was like a filler episode to me. Um, I okay. really don't have a lot. Uh, just that Sanji is a simp. It, it was a lot of talking in this episode outside of yeah. the outside of the fishermen taking apart the ship it was a lot of talking amongst the crew yeah and one thing that i was like oh shit was when arlong just fucking ate that fucking cannon oh yeah air. i was like holy shit <laughs> he's fucking wild um <laughs> uh, but yeah and then the revelation that nami actually didn't kill Usopp. I was like, okay, I guess she's not a piece of shit. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Um, 
at this moment she's not a piece of shit she does a lot of things that make her a piece of shit but yeah yeah this is where this episode is where sanji kind of starts uh fawning over nojiko as well really oh did you not notice that i missed that oh i mean it was just whenever she walked up it was real quick dude yeah it was it was very quick (laughs) (laughs) he's such a simp for any girl it's just, so it's just Nami that you don't want want him sipping over than Amanda, right? Yeah, because yeah, she sucks. Whatever. She sucks. <laughs> okay, she so it's suck. any anyone else Georgia except Nami. Cool. Got she's got it. that cool hair and she's got a way better tattoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she's sure. just a cooler person, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Amanda, what did you think about this episode? Well, what you were talking about earlier with how we see Luffy's personality come out more i think it's kind of strange how he's so quick to immediately dismiss the the thought that nami could have murdered usopp Mm -hmm. because like i get that he has good thoughts about her or whatever but she's double crossed them so many times and she's you know she took their ship five minutes ago and took all their stuff She's said countless times that she hates pirates and doesn't want to be around them. So I don't really know where he's getting this trust from. Because in my opinion, she has not earned an ounce of trust. That's fair. I can agree with but that. I, I do think it's admirable of him to not care about someone's past. If the situation were different, like if he met somebody who maybe like had a troubled past and they had come back from it and they were you know doing better now and then he's of the mind where he doesn't care about what they had done before as long as they're you know he sees that they're on a better path now but nami is not that person she's still a lying thief Mm -hmm. so (laughs) good for him for being nice to people but this doesn't seem earned to me Mm -hmm. that's fair I agree with you um, on, on that for sure. Like, I like that he's like that. Like, I like that he's trusting and he has, once he has his person or his people, like he has a lot of faith in them. But yeah, I agree. I, if it was me, I would not, she would not have my trust or, or faith at this point um, for sure. But I I do, so there's, there's two things I want to talk about a little bit. Both of them are kind of revolving around Nojiko. One of them is, Nojiko herself like I, I wanted to like wait until we got a little bit further into these episodes before we talked about her so what are you guys thinking about Nojiko at this point just like she's helped Usopp at this point she's Brent she's kind of been a voice for for the crew and for Nami in certain ways so like at this point to me she feels like a, a really grounded character but I know, I know you guys have already kind of talked about it. you think she's a badass quite a bit. But uh, any any more expanding on that? I think she's smart because she knows what the consequences could be mm-hmm. if um, like she stops the little kid again from doing anything because she knows that they would kill everyone, mm-hmm. right? If, if they attacked the fishmen. Um, she keeps Usopp safe um she's thinking more clearly into the future she's not like letting her emotions 
get the best of her because she wants to make sure everybody's safe. That's what I'm getting from her. And she does seem really down to earth um, and realistic and logical. So, and I mean, Mm -hmm. she seems kind of badass on the outside, but I think she really does care for people's well-being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what? Nothing. I didn't I didn't okay. do the smug face this time. I didn't. Okay. okay. Listen, listener, she's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, Annabelle, any anything else you want to expand on, Nojiko? I think she probably knows more than we do because mm-hmm. we're obviously still questioning Nami's loyalty we're at st- this point. Yeah, we're still learning a lot. Yeah, because she doesn't seem to resent Nami at all. At least I didn't pick up on anything like that. And so if what everyone is saying is true about her betraying her family, that doesn't quite line up with how Nojiko's been interacting with her. Okay. You see, that's actually interesting because that was going to be my next question was, what do you think of Nojiko and Nami's relationship as sisters? Like, I think, like you said, for this sister supposedly betraying you in a pretty harsh way and for money, they seem like they have a pretty good relationship. Like, they still seem like there's a lot of trust and and they rely on each other a lot. So I was just curious if anyone else had any anything they noticed on that relationship or any other thoughts on it? No? That's okay. It seems strained, <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've probably been estranged for quite a while. Um, but, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's typical sometimes of siblings who have gone through a lot of trauma because mm-hmm. it seems like they've lost their mom. She's not around anymore from what I can tell, and their home's been taken over by pirates and she's doing this crazy thing where she's paying a pirate to take an island. So I feel like it's strained, Um, but it doesn't seem like they're vicious to each other um, outwardly. It just seems kind of tense a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, Anything else on this episode before we move on to episode 35? Do it. No. Okay. Arlong's top three see Luffy walking, and they get in his path. Luffy calmly walks around them. They notice that Luffy walked right by them without being even slightly intimidated. Flashback! Little Nami gets caught stealing a book by Genzo. Genzo takes her back to the house, and Bellamere opens the door. She quickly embarrasses Genzo with some light sweet talk. (laughs) Bellamere... (laughs) gives Nami and Nojiko a lesson on stealing. She quickly shows that while she is fun, she's not going to put up with any bullshit. And this flashback shows us that she's definitely got her hands full with Nami and Nojiko on that end. Nami and Bellamere get into a fight, and Nami runs off to Genzo's house, where Genzo reveals that Bellamere was a lot like Nami when she was little. She grew up and, and... she joined the Marines. Flashback within a flashback. <laughs> Following a massive chaotic battle, Bellamere finds a younger Nojiko and Nami, whose parents were killed in the crossfire. Finding the two girls gave Bellamere another push to be a better person. Back in the original flashback now, 
Nami and Nojiko head back to Bellamere's when Arlong and his pirates arrive at the shore. Arlong quickly lays out his new taxes and rate. Just as they were about to leave, one of Arlong's pirates spots the smoke that belongs to Bellamere's house off in the distance. As the episode closes, Arlong and the crew head toward Bellamere's. So, as always, we got a lot of information in these in these flashback episodes, and it's actually kind of interesting that this was our first flashback episode that lasted more than one episode. So, before we get into the flashback, I do just want to touch a little bit on that scene with Luffy and the three fishmen when he's walking. I really enjoyed that scene, and Luffy's like, eh, I could drop all three of these motherfuckers if I wanted to. I'm just going to keep going here. And they even noticed that too. So I really liked that. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> of course you liked that because that's a very you thing to Isn't do. Isn't it though? <laughs> it is. Very much. Like, yeah, I could fucking take them. <laughs> no sweat. <laughs> See, I told you, Luffy and I are a lot alike. <laughs> um, Bellamere. I want to know everybody's thoughts on Bellamere as well. So, like, I want to hear your thoughts on the episode as a whole, but, like, if you want to just toss in some thoughts on Bellamere as well, I, I definitely want to hear I definitely want to hear about it. So, Annabelle, we can start with you. Um, I personally really liked Bellamere. I liked that we got to see that she was just this reckless naive kid that joined the marines and was pretty much on her deathbed when she found these this child and this baby essentially nami was a baby and she just took complete control and was like this is my reason to live now is these two girls and then you can see throughout the whole flashback of the kids growing up like when Nami asks her why she's not eating dinner with them and she's just eating tangerines and Bellamere's like, oh, well, I'm just on a diet, even though we all know that that's her way of letting mm -hmm. us know that she doesn't have the money to feed herself. She only has the money to feed the children, which is a very adult and selfless thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked her as a parent figure. Um, I liked that she embarrassed the i guess i guess he's what he's like the sheriff of he, the island something like that i loved that scene that was yeah. so fucking funny <laughs> and then she closes the door and immediately starts scolding nami for stealing like it's great <laughs> I, I like forget, i forget exactly what she said because she started laughing she's like look he's as red as a plum or something like that it was it was really funny i love that <laughs> it was great yeah <laughs> I don't, re I, yeah, I don't remember exactly what she said to him either. She's like, she's like, I'll pay you back later. I'll do anything or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was I'll really find funny. A way to pay you back later. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, okay, we see where Nami kind of gets that. Like she did that with Sanji a little bit at the Baratier. Like she, she's done a little bit of that stuff. So it was kind of funny seeing that come full circle a little bit. <laughs> um. Amanda, what did you think of Bellamere and this episode as a whole? I liked Bellamere too. Um, she has a really sick haircut <laughs> and she seems like she just does not take shit from anyone, which is always good. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then, I mean, I just liked seeing her story and how she came upon the two of them. I didn't expect them to be that little, I think, when, because I, we figure out that they've been adopted by someone else and raised, but I think I was just under the impression that they were slightly older. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see that Nami was a total baby at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I did also think it was really funny when she was eating the tangerines and she was like, no, like she said they were, she was on a diet, but then I think she said something like they're really good for my skin. And like, yeah. I, I'm only in my extreme late twenties, so I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> and then your fingers are orange. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Bellamere's awesome. Um, also, real quick, while I'm thinking about it, for any of my Dragon Ball Z fans out there, Bellamere does have the same voice actor as the character of Chi Chi. And Arlong is the same voice actor as Hercule from Dragon Ball Z. So if, if there's any Dragon Ball fans out there, you probably recognized both of those. But anyway, Whitney, what were your thoughts on on Bellamere and, and this episode as a whole? Um, it was good to see uh, Nami's history because I feel like it's going to help us figure out some more stuff about her and where she is coming from. Um, I like Bellamere also. I think her haircut is very nice. I like it. I'm, I wish I could pull that off. Um, but I, it was kind of sad and disheartening because she wanted, you could tell she wanted to do something good by taking the girls in mm-hmm. and raising them. And everybody said, you shouldn't do it. You can barely take care of yourself. And obviously she's doing her best, but she's really in over her head, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she, they're starving. They're, um, they don't have a lot of money. Um, and at the very end of the episode on the cliffhanger, we know something bad is probably getting ready to happen because the pirates are storming up there. So that, that makes me sad. And I'm wondering how that's going to play out because I really need an answer as to why everyone thinks Nami betrayed her mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we're kind of starting to build toward that point now in the flashback. Yeah. For sure. yeah. But you know, she seems like she's doing the best she can. So. hmm yeah, I I really enjoyed this flashback, and I'm and I'm excited to kind of see where it goes because I don't remember it super well. Like this arc was where I really started paying attention more in my first watch through. Like this is where it was starting to hook me for sure. Um, and seeing all this and seeing Arlong and kind of what he's about and getting a grasp on on Nami's deeper backstory than what we've gotten so far because like you can tell we're still kind of starting to you know building on on her for sure in this arc um but yeah i I, i'm definitely excited to see where it goes next week because i i definitely don't remember um anything else on on episode 35 before we move on to our quotes and awards no okay okay (laughs) uh any any other quotes that anyone wants to share i didn't have any more i didn't have you know it just wasn't like a everything was kind of serious mm-hmm. if that makes sense and i'm I'm more drawn to the funny to the funny quotes things. yeah i get that the fart jokes and the f- they- <laughs> <laughs> okay um amanda annabelle any any quotes from either one of you no. no okay i just had one 
and my quote is from Zorro. Uh, and it was it was in episode thirty four, I think. Uh, whenever Johnny and Yosuku were getting ready to leave, and they were trying to get Zoro to come with, and he was, my reason for staying here is there. I'm staying because he's staying. Talking about Luffy. What I want has nothing to do with this. I don't decide who our navigator is. He does. And I just freaking love these loyalty moments from Zoro. Because, like, don't get me wrong. The other crew members have have their things that they bring to the table. But Zoro and his loyalty is just something different that nobody else brings. Like, he understands, like... My job as the first mate is to back him up no matter what, whether I agree with it or not. You know, that's something we'll talk about. But at this point, Luffy's already aware of Zoro's feelings and Luffy's still sticking with this anyway. Zoro's voiced his opinion and he's like, okay, I've got that out of the way. He knows my thoughts. I'm going to back up his decision regardless of if he agrees with me or not. And And I just absolutely love that, that no matter whether... He agrees with the situation or he is all in on the reasoning that he's still going to have Luffy's back because so far we really haven't seen any other crew members demonstrate anything like that. And Zoro's done it a few times already in, in the show. So I just absolutely love those moments. And I, I had to write that down for sure. That was a good one. I think that's what makes me most attracted to Zoro is he's very yes captain yes captain mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm> like okay <laughs> hello there <laughs> can um, i boss you around <laughs> okay okay i'm glad we I'm glad we're i'm glad we're back on this train <laughs> um okay so next is the mvps so i know normally I ask everyone else for nominations first, but this time I'm going to throw my nomination out first because I feel like this person might kind of go under the radar. So I want to give them some more credit. (laughs) Um, These episodes were honestly really hard to find an MVP, to find that character that had more impact than the others, because we kind of talked about it in one of the earlier episodes, this this set was so all over the place. Like there was a lot of characters that did a lot. Like Sanji did a decent amount. Zoro did a lot. Nami did a lot. Arlong did a lot. Like Luffy did a lot. Like so many characters did so much in these episodes, but also at the same time, that's it's like who really stood out um, among them. And my answer to that is Nojiko. Like, I think that amidst all of this there was one thing that nobody had and all of the characters that i just named that stood out and that's communication nojiko knew everything that was going on she communicated communicated it very well she started talking with the crew about what's going on with nami she has been there for nami she took care of usopp she stood up to a raging arlong someone who's fucking 10 feet tall and about to kill somebody and she's just jumping in there 
like Nojiko was a badass in these episodes. And so I definitely want to give her some props. So that's my MVP's nomination is Nojiko. <laughs> I too had a difficult time choosing. I thought um, you were going to ask. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I know normally I do. I was like, okay, we're just going to leave it here. We'll sorry, sit Amanda. in this fucking silence. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, I think I agree. I wasn't really, I did kind of forget about it this set because I didn't really see anyone in particular that could have, that stood out any extra. And so while we were talking, I was thinking, like I could see giving it to Zoro and I could also see Nojiko too because she kind of was like a mediator throughout this section. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so I'm taking that as a vote for Nojiko. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle, any uh, MVPs, nominations? Um, this is going to be very surprising. Oh, fuck. But I after hearing what you said i completely agree with you on nojiko but i had originally put adult nominate nami i just almost said nominee that's a character <laughs> in kingdom hearts nami adult nami just because like i feel like these five episodes are really focused on her and her backstory and it's just like all the other characters didn't really stick out to me and I feel mm -hmm. like the whole time I was like okay are you a piece of shit or are you not a piece of shit because <laughs> I was really ready to give her the piece of shit award in the first episode <laughs> but now I don't think the adult version of her should have the piece of shit award <laughs> the adult version specifically yeah. the little version still out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i i vote with you uh you changed my mind uh nojiko perfect I, to make you feel validated i did have nami as my second so okay cool <laughs> so so i don't disagree with you at all so whitney uh are we gonna make this unanimous i would like to submit <laughs> for your consideration uh momu <laughs> he murdered a whole town i didn't even hear that part i don't think it happened yeah <laughs> Fake news. um no i wonderful idea let's let's put her on there um she she kept a clear head she tried to tell everybody what was going on um she she's trying to keep everybody safe she was involved in every episode i think she deserves it this week okay cool let's do it Sweet. A unanimous MVPs with four of us. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. Piece of shit award. Honestly, I felt like this one was a this one was a little bit hard for me as well. Like, don't get me wrong, I was definitely leaning a lot of different directions. I felt odd because I didn't put Arlong for MVPs or piece of shit. Because I I do feel like Arlong had an effect on both of these episodes but i also felt like he didn't quite do enough to have an impact to put him on the mvp list mvp list for me but i felt like there were others that were worse for the piece of shit so like i felt odd that arlong was somewhere in the middle for sure but piece of shit awards whitney i'll start with you since she went last 
that. Yeah, I think my first instinct was Arlong or Nami, but it's such a difficult thing with Nami because you don't know if she's a total piece of shit, right? <laughs> um, so I think mine is going to have to be Usopp. I think he's a total I'm, shit show. I'm fucking all for it. <laughs> total shit show. This whole series of, of episodes was awful. Awful. Not just him making bad decisions or being stupid. It was he intentionally did not help his crew, right? Mm-hmm. Starting with Zorro. I mean, he was such a scaredy cat that he in, ended up getting Zorro caught, mm-hmm. right? And he had to make him make his way out of that situation because of Usopp. Um, yeah, piece of shit. Okay, okay, I'm all in. And like, I thought it was funny whenever he shot Arlong, and he's like standing on top of the roof, and his legs are like fucking shaking like crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amanda, any uh, piece of shit nominations? The same. It's totally Usopp. Usopp. I mean, okay. I I feel slightly bad because the. And this is just purely from the live action stuff that we've seen. But like the the dude who's playing him, look, I like I feel bad hating him because he looks like he's, you know, looks <laughs> he's like just he's gonna play a, a shit like character. Yeah, I'm like eh, I don't know, but we'll see. I know. But for this, definitely he sucks. <laughs> I think I'm gonna like that actor. Like I think I I think I am because he lo- he looks like a, a good guy to play the part. But at the same time, I know I'm gonna hate him. <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to be comedic relief, right? Mm-hmm. He seems like the character mm-hmm. that's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Annabelle, piece of shit nomination. I would like to nominate uh, Child Nami. Okay. <laughs> I figured that's where you were going as soon as you kept specifying our old Nami. Yes, because um, when you when I look back at it, She's really kind of a, a kid that you just really want to fucking smack. Like, <laughs> oh, and she got it too. She was she a little did. Yeah. She fucking got it, man. Oh, she she stole the book. And then when she got caught for it, she was like talking to the, the sheriff and was like, oh, I don't have any money. So how else am I supposed to get things that I want? <laughs> First piece of shit. And then she goes home. And is like a piece of shit to her sister. And then she's a piece of shit to Bellamere because she got slapped. And then she runs away. She's just a piece of shit altogether. Piece of shit kid. Okay. Piece of so, shit I mean, kid. You're, you're throwing a lot of solid arguments out there. Like, I can't disagree with any of that for sure. Like, she, she was definitely a little shit. Yeah, she was a little like, shit, man. Bellamere <laughs> had her hands full with that one. I swear. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Nojiko definitely had her thing. Like, you could tell she had her things too. As she when she was little, but Nami, man, <laughs> I know. Like, Bellamere made her an outfit by hand, and she's like, "Oh, why do I always get the hammy downs?" <laughs> right after they just had a conversation about how they all know that they don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and that's why she needed to steal the book because she knew that Bellamere didn't have the money to give her for the book mm-hmm. come on kid you're stupid piece mm-hmm. of shit <laughs> <laughs> so my piece of shit is Sanji because <laughs> he, he kicked Momu 
that was this was a low stretch for him that that was my thing like the whole five episodes i was like who am i gonna give this to i was like he fucking kicked a cow (laughs) he he only did one good thing he made a good meal and everything after that sucked like he abused an animal he simped over the worst possible human on in the Um, just not good decision making skills this for for Sanji like not a good way to start off the arc where he's you know a crew member for the first time and I can almost forgive it if we see later on that he's not just crushing on Nami maybe he's like this with every female you know maybe we'll Mm -hmm. see he's just like super crazy about women in general and I can almost just be like okay well that's just how he is but if it's just Nami I'm like Come on, dude. But you mm-hmm. gotta think, he's been on that restaurant for years with no, like, except for guests, right? With mm-hmm. no females. You know, he's obviously attracted to women. So, like, the only women he ever saw were patrons of the restaurant. So he's just like freaking out hard. Um, and he he hit on that one woman. Yeah. In yeah. the episode. So he may just be kind of like a try hard, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, we've got two for Usopp, one for Little Nami, and and one for Sanji. So, I mean, I I can sit here and say, yeah, y'all swayed me toward Usopp, and like I said, I'm always happy to give it to Usopp because fuck him. But regardless of if I change my vote or not, Usopp wins. So I guess U- Usopp gets the piece of shit award for these episodes. I definitely liked Annabelle's arguments, though. Like, little Nami's, yeah, a, I mean, she's a fucking strong, honorable mention. <laughs> I hate changing it to baby Nami either. Yeah, and I so. feel like maybe we should look at how many episodes were they pieces of shit in. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Usopp was a piece of shit in every episode. That's fair. Pretty true. Right? <laughs> and little... Nami, little Nami definitely was a little piece of shit kid. But mm-hmm. we only saw her once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so maybe true. if it continues next time. Oh yeah. Maybe. Okay. But I mean, I'm fine with whatever. I think they're all pieces of shit for this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Either way. Okay. So I guess I guess I mean it doesn't sound like anyone's changing the vote. So I guess we're sticking with Usopp. Like I said, I'm all for it. Fuck him. Done. I don't know how many times I got to say that, and I don't know how many times it would take for me to get tired of saying it because it's not going to happen. Um, last thing, any new crew members that we want to take a gander at? I do. And I, I'm pretty sure I, you know, I usually try to pick a background that a background pirate that is not, uh, very present in the episodes, but there weren't uh-huh. too many of them this mm-hmm. time. I mean, it showed a few different fishmen, but then they all got killed by Zorro a lot. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure this one has a name. You'll have to remind me, but I just thought he was fantastic the I'm, I'm jealous of his eyebrow game um amanda talked about the mouths on these fishmen uh-huh. earlier being very uh-huh. distinct. uh this is my favorite dude uh from the series i'm not sure if is my it the blue guy it up. it's the blue guy the one that catches us up yes so, okay um so yeah that's shoe Shoe, i thought i heard you mention his name so i'm not gonna name him this week but i just wanted to appreciate his bone structure 
Um, okay. His, his makeup application. Whitney like, is appreciating his bone structure. His jawbone <laughs> structure. Um, and yeah, he's fit. You know, that's what the Brits say, right? He's pretty fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's fit. He's pretty mm-hmm. fit. Uh, he's got some great eyebrows. His his features are like would rival the best drag queen. Um, I'm just really into his look. So that was my pick for the week. And I'll post that for everybody to see. We can take a gander at shoe. Cool. I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, so it looks like episodes for next week are episodes 36 to 40. So we get to continue our long park and kind of see where it goes. And starting off with a flashback right away to keep going with the Nami little shit Nami story. Um anyone else have anything else on any of these episodes before we call it no silence silence yeah just silence we've got to figure out a way when you ask us if we have anything else we've got to like clear this up like maybe we can have a code word or something that's a word pineapple oh i was just thinking that pineapple (laughs) i love it let's go with that okay (laughs) Damn it, we're going to start screaming pineapple so fucking much on this. I love it. <laughs> or maybe, you know, in honor of the show, maybe we should make it devil fruit. That's too long. Too- gum, okay, gum. pineapple. Gum gum. There you go. I love it when Luffy yells gum gum. It's the funniest <laughs> shit to me. Yes. So I'm just saying pineapple and devil fruit are the same amount of syllables. <laughs> That's all. Okay. <laughs> We can do we can do gum gum or pineapple or yeah that's fine. <laughs> Is that a middle finger or a pointer finger, Whitney? That was a pointer. I'm just wiping my eyes. Gotcha. Okay. You just mind your business. <laughs> Worry about yourself. Okay. Worry about yourself. <laughs> okay. okay. I will. Uh, I will do that. Um, y'all, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Going Mary Pod. And you can also support us by leaving a five-star rating on your podcast platform choice. And also let us know what you think of the show. Send us feedback. Send us messages. We'd, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. We'd love, your, love to hear your your feedback on the show and what you're thinking so far, both of One Piece and of, of our podcast. We, we'd love to hear it all. Um, Annabelle, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And hopefully we'll we'll have you on again soon thank you for having me yes i'd like to come on for the uh the the netflix the live action one okay yeah okay i think i think we can do that yeah that that sounds like a lot of fun yeah um okay well then everyone we will see you next week well i guess not see you you'll hear us next week i guess is the proper term lucky you (laughs) (laughs) see ya Bye. bye bye